Hey guys, this is Justin, and I just wanted to let you know that we have just over a week before the end of our fundraising campaign for Trek Off, the motion picture. So go to www.trekoffmovie.com. That's www.trekoffmovie.com and see how you can be in Trek Off, how you can get exclusive podcasts that nobody else is going to be able to get, how you can get the six-hour Star Wars, probably not going to be six hours, probably less, but our Star Wars review podcast that we're going to be doing, how you can come visit us on the set, all the great things that you can get uh, by being part of Trek Off the Motion Picture or just to yo help us out because you like us because we're nice. So www.trekoffmovie.com. Look, just go and watch the video. If for no other reason, then it's fun. So go do that and then listen to this brand new episode of Trek Off. The episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off. A two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. Welcome to Track Off. My name is Justin. <laughs> My name is Alexia. And today, um, <laughs> today we are going to be we're going to be playing a game. It's a game today. Um, it's game day. It's game day. Um, today we're going to be playing Stump the Justin. Yes, we are. Um, one second. I will wait for a second while you continue to eat. The Slurpee that you assured me would not be in any way distracting. Listen, I made it distracting because you accused me of some shit. So I was like, you want to see what that looks like? I'll fucking show you. How entertaining for our audience. Listen. Listening? <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, um, to give credit where it's due, uh, we are using a book called... Yes, so I got this book. Um, oh, sorry. Mr. A and I got this book. For what? Um, well, it was, it was, we saw it and it was like, oh, we should play with Justin. So it's called Obsessed with Star Trek. And Put it's, the bye. it's, um, I don't know that it's by somebody. It's <clears throat> by some amazing authors. Authors. You should Chronicle purchase. Chronicle Books, Carter. I don't know. <laughs> purchase this book. This is an. Uh, yeah, this chroniclebooks.com. We are, we'll be yes, covering... Yes, Chip Carter. It says, I found it. I found it. We, we by no <laughs> means are in any way trying to infringe on the rights of the creators of this book. This is our opportunity to share a, a tiny bit of this book with you. So you go out and get it to play with your friends. Yeah, because so, it's you know. fun. It's basically, it's like a book with so like don't a little... It's got like a much. little boopy thing that you press. And so the, the boopy thing... It, it like comes up with a number and then you look up the number in the book and then you read the question and then you have and then you have A, B, C and D on the boopy thing that you can press to answer it. And then it tells you if you're right or wrong and stuff. So it's pretty cool. OK, Mr. A question for you. How many questions do you think it will take to stump the Justin? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, I asked them now because we're going to post this tonight. You're, this is going to be the first trek off that we've ever posted the night that we record. Ooh. Like this is going up tonight, and and all this week, man, we, we there will be content nearly every day uh, this week of some kind or another as we as we get to the final countdown uh, for uh, the fundraising for Trek Off the Motion Picture, which you can find at trekoffmovie.com. Um, so yeah, that's tasty. But for tonight, here we go. With how many is it going to take? On. What do you think? Um, Mr. A. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. I will tell you when I was doing right. it earlier. Yeah. It's more than you think. How many do you think uh, this time around, Alexia? Oh, 
Mm. I'm waiting for you and her. You you seem to be processing. Seven. Seven. Alexia? Fifteen. Fifteen. Here we go. Is is Mr. A overestimating Justin's power of retention? Is is Alexia underestimating Justin's mastery of the Star Trek universe? We shall find out today on Stump the, the Justin. Okay, hold on. All right, so you have to. Goodness gracious. You know, I have to <laughs> manipulate the book. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Don't you have to like hit a button? And I did, no, I did. I pressed the boopy and do, it do, do, started do. up. And give the question number while you do it. Okay, the question number is 1648. In the book. Hold on. I have to find So, Justin, tell us about yourself. Well, I enjoy long walks. It's a really bad me, by the way. I like long walks on the beach. Star Trek. Star Trek The Next Generation. Star Trek Voyager. Star oh, Trek Enterprise. Oh, this is so easy. Good, easy one. We can't start with this. Oh, how did Kirk think he would die? Alone. See, I know I didn't even have to like give you your option. Final answer? Yeah, is you're it? correct. I should let you give the final option so the other people can hear it and play uh, along at home. So from now on. Uh, okay. So, okay, jumping from that question 1537. to- 1537. 1537. Keep score, please, Mr. A. One. Okay. Okay. 1537. 1537. Who said, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Uh, you have to read them. A, Choices. Uhura, B, Kirk, C, McCoy, or D, Sulu. Kirk, final answer. Correct. <laughs> See, it makes this little ding, 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 ding noise. So we're going on to that. That noise is the, the next the, question. The, like, the next question is question number nineteen seventy-eight. Question number nineteen seventy-eight. Uh oh. Uh oh. This is less Hit fun than I thought it would be. Listen. Do you want to do this part two? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we okay. go. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Yes. What anatomic feature of the Klingon cranium did humans not possess? A, mandible, B, parietal bones, C, sphenoid bone, D, tricipital lobe. Tricipital lobe, D. You're right. That's three. Yowza. Now it's pooping. 1351. 1351. She's not that good at turning through pages. You are just cruising <laughs> for a bruising, aren't you? I'm just feeling time, sweetheart. <laughs> Go. All right. How did the shipwrecked Vulcans in Carbon Creek acquire money at first? A, replicating currency. B, mining precious metals. C, Playing pool, D stealing. Oh boy! Wow. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. Um, <laughs> you don't get to phone, get to phone a, a friend. friend. I'm gonna say uh, playing pool. Oh, come on! You're Yay! Right. Playing pool. I actually knew that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He doesn't know the Enterprise ones as well. No, Enterprise is going to be the one that ends up stumping me eventually. Most although likely. the although the in our test run it was uh, 
it was who was worst love interest on the in the Romulan prison camp, and I couldn't remember her name. So it was pretty specific, though. Like of all the names of all the. Oh people. my god! But you knew other stuff that was just as like ludicrously specific. So well, that's give me give me a ludicrously okay. specific question. Well, I don't know we? if this is one, but okay. Um, what was the name of the alien race in the temporal in the temporal Cold War that helped the Nazis take over the eastern coast of America? Oh my gosh! A. Sullivan, B. Procyons, C. Nakul. D sphere builders. All right, what's B and C again? B was Procyons and C was not cool. I'm gonna say they're not cool. Too close to Nazi. Oh god! Oh, you were oh, right. Gosh. He guesses oh. really well when he doesn't have any fucking clues. The go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> Next question 11, number. 1160. How many do I have now? You're the You're the one who's, who's counting. What that's, are you asking us that's for? That's four, right? <laughs> it's, it's something. It's some number. It's either Five. it's either odd or even. <laughs> one of those two choices. I already half of them is wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they heard that, but it's five. It's five. All okay, right. we have a definitive. It's five. There we go. Because I'm sure they're counting at home and they know it's five. All right. Eleven sixty is um. What was Kess's final gift to the USS Voyager as she Duh. evolved into an non-corporeal state? A, gave telekinetic protection from the Borg weapons. B, made the Doctor human. C, repaired the structural integrity of the ship. Or D, sent Voyager 10 years closer to the Alpha Quadrant. Can we say E, leaving the show so 7 and 9 can come on? <laughs> no, that's not one of the answers. Can we say F, turning into a non-corporeal next state of being along with Wesley Crusher and the guy who played the Mayor Wilkins the Third on Buffy? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to them, too. It's a really good way to get rid of somebody, apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we they'll need to write them off the show. Well, they'll just evolve. become non-corporeal. That's it. That's the way we do it. Gone. Um, she sent them forward. <laughs> Yay. Even I knew that, and I don't like Voyager. We like Voyager fine here. No, you like Voyager. I was hoping we'd get to talk to the folks on the Delta Quadrant. That would have been cool tonight. Maybe we will. Check your messages. Yeah, check well, your messages. I can't right now. Oh, why not? Because we're recording. So? Tracking off. <laughs> I'm just tracking off all over the place. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What is the first ship the M5 destroys? A, the USX Lex- USS Lexington, B, Wotan, C, USS Excalibur, or D, USS Defiant. Is there a is there a picture along with it? Nope. Can you please repeat the question? What is the first ship the M5 destroys? And give me the choices. A, wow. USX Lexington, B, Wotan, C, USS Excalibur. D, USS Defiant. I'm going to go really out on the ledge and say the Lexington. Okay. No! No! It is B, the Wotan. The what? The Wotan. B. That's the name. No, that wasn't a choice. Yes, it was. was. You said it twice. I said it twice. Oh, man. 
All right, shall I try and that, stub the Alexia? That makes me right. <laughs> that does make you right. That's crazy. Oh, man. You're absolutely, like, perfectly right. <laughs> man, Damn. Oh, man. That's so not fair. That's crazy. What do you mean that's crazy? How is it unfair? In right, what possible Shall I try and way? stump you? Well, no, I don't think it would take as much. I'm not <laughs> as ridiculous as you are. Goodness gracious. I think it would be, I, I admit that my my font of random extraneous factoids is not nearly as, as good as yours. Thank you, Data. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you about human emotions. This one's called disappointment. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, uh, so tell me about your week. How was your week? Um, I actually have been watching um, this, this little Stop thing Stop stirring. Sorry, God. Goodness shit. gracious. Fuck. <laughs> Listen, you have to stir it to make it right. Everybody they, knows that. They, and nobody even knows what you're drinking. They know I'm drinking a Slurpee because you already bitched about it like a little sissy. Goodness gracious me. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> Which is what a little <laughs> sissy would say. But it is, as a matter of fact. I'm trying to curb my fucking cursing. Oh, shit. Fuck balls. Um, wow. You're doing really well. We have a what? What'd they guess? 11. 11? Who was it? Uh, a, a Who? By the name of Troy, Dunham. Troy Dunham. I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Um, and I'm sorry you disappointed him too, Justin. Stop it. It's not my <laughs> fault. It is your fault. It's not my it was fault. all riding on you and you were wrong. Oh my goodness gracious. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like just a bar of sound. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so what were you watching? What were you saying? You were watching something. I started watching American Horror Story. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's um, actually quite fantastic. Is it good? Without, without spoiling, why is it good? Um, because it's, it's scary. Okay, so, <laughs> confession, I guess. Uh, I started watching it, um, on Netflix, so I had all of season one to mm -hmm. be able to watch. Um. Don't confess to anything illegal. <laughs> Don't confess on our podcast to I, anything illegal. Okay? I wasn't gonna what I can't even think of what I could confess to illegally. At Downloading this it illegally? Oh. Okay, no, I no, wasn't I gonna confess to that. I was gonna confess to my weakness. Which, What's your weakness? which was that I started watching it uh sillily at night when uh, Mr. A had gone to sleep, thinking that it would be okay. Because like I, I watched tons of horror stuff. Like it's you know, it ain't no thing. Um, and then I couldn't sleep, uh, and I was up until like six in the morning and I just kept watching it. Uh, and what I needed to do was watch it enough to like not be scared anymore, which I know sounds strange, but totally worked. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was actually quite, it was, it was very scary. So, and, and done well, like I like a lot of the, the cinematography and the actors, I'll do a really great job. And then this is something I noticed because I'm like an actor that I thought was like super, super cool. Nice burp, by like the way. Every... That's great. <laughs> what? Nice burp, by the way. I do what I can. You know, I'm drinking a Slurpee. What do you want? Um, So they, every episode, they would change. Um, It would, the first billing would go to Dylan McDermott or I think Connie Britton is the girl, the woman who plays his wife in it. Uh -huh. Like they would switch every episode. Oh, that's neat. I thought that was actually kind of cool. I was like, that's groovy. There's like, they no are, lead. They're partners. Yeah, yeah, because they were partners, like as as husband and wife in this creepy house. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. I kind of I kind of like that a lot. Um, But yeah, I, it's it's well done. It's There's probably a little bit too much sex, if that 
I mean, just because I, I not that I have a problem with sex, <laughs> obviously, but like, I do kind of feel like don't put it there just to be scandalous. Is it scandalous? The show? Very much so. Yeah, the sex is like, and realize I was okay. The reason I started watching the show is because my niece. Oh, really? Said, um, yeah, it's pretty good, but there's a lot of sex. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. How hmm. bad could it be? Y- exactly. Like I'm like, well, you know, she's. 14 so i'm sure for her it's like oh it's a lot of sex but then i watched i was like okay no she's fucking right it's like an exorbitant amount of sex like just to be racy really yeah like creepy horror sex creepy horror sex yeah like creepy deviant sex do they show you the penises that you're so fond of no unfortunately but they do show ass oh i got to see dylan mcdermott's ass and it's a beautiful thing really truthfully he poops out of there (sighs) why do you always (laughs) have to try to ruin it why do you do that am i ruining that's what it's for but it's a oh, turd cutter. Yeah, that's that's what not what I'm thinking it. when I'm looking at his lovely sculpted bum. What could you possibly else be thinking except, you know what comes out of there? You know what comes out of there? Soft Let serve chocolate ice cream. Let me ask you then, when you're looking at, say, Seven of Nine's lovely ass, are you thinking, you know, poop comes out of there? Are you actually? Yeah. The fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? Jesus. I have. You um, have problems. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk real quick about something that I thought was cool because we've, you know, um, if you've been on our Facebook at all, you know that we are pushing real hard to reach that final goal mm-hmm. of um, of $2,500. And uh, uh, you're stirring it in the microphone. You pull it over to the microphone to stir it well, in the microphone. Well, I can't stir it away from the microphone. Goodness I'm in gracious. front of the microphone. Anyway, we're trying to get up to that to $2,500. And sometimes getting there is just like like posting every two seconds. Like, come on, someone, please give us five more dollars. Because now I'm burping. Boy, there's a lot of slurpees make you do that. Um, See? Uh, and so in the midst of us going, you know, being proud of every $10 we get. And we are. Look, for those of you who are listening who have given, you're amazing. I mean, you're the we, shit. We couldn't do this without you. In a good way. That being said, something humbling happened in the world of Kickstarter slash Indiegogo this week that is also amazing, but is also maybe frightening. And there was a little conversation about it that happened on uh, when when I posted about it. Um, if, did you ever watch the old show Veronica Mars? No. Are you aware that there was at one point a show called Veronica Mars? Um, I mean, I know, I've heard the name, but I don't really remember what it was about. So it's a it's it was a high school detective show, kind of. And uh, it was like Joss Whedon's favorite show for a while. OK. Um, and evidently the writing is amazing. Um, and I never watched it because I know uh, that they raise a lot of questions in the third season that then the show gets cut off and canceled and never gets answered. Oh, no. And so even as good as as people had told me that it was, I never got around to seeing it because I was like, I don't want something that uh, that specifically um, is like raising mysteries, raising questions and then not giving me the answers that like that because it gets cut off by an outside source. It's it's one thing if it's like like lost where sometimes they don't answer the questions, but they do their best and they get around and at least you get some level of closure. The final episode mm-hmm. of lost, even if it didn't do everything you wanted for you, it was the end and you could tell it was, and it the, was end. the end. They yeah. had come up with. Yeah. So it was satisfactory or not as one yeah. thing, but at least there was an end. Yeah. There wasn't that for Veronica Mars. Uh, like four days ago, uh, they posted that they wanted to make a Veronica Mars uh, feature film and that Warner brothers had given them the go ahead, but they had to raise their own money to do it. The director and uh, and the actress, um, Kristen Bell. And so they went on Kickstarter and they raised $2 million in 12 hours. Wow. And 
I think as of the, this recording, I think they're up. To, they were at least past three and a half million dollars. Uh, that's that's Kickstarter. Um, I and I was just like, as we are going, you know, you know, fifty bucks. It was there's a little part of it to me that was like, like I didn't know how to feel because on one hand, to those who have given and, the, and like to to look for like the the amount we're going for, it's a little humbling to go. They have you know two ten thousand dollar rewards and someone's someone's uh like claimed both of them in an hour and and so there's there's that side the other the other half of it is that to like members of my family and stuff who maybe seems like i'm out there putting my hand out for money i feel like this legitimizes to a certain extent crowd crowdfunding for right for, so what are your thoughts like is it like i don't know which like paul sieber our very good friend paul sieber um mm-hmm. uh he said that that he felt that it's it's Hollywood taking crowdsourcing away from the indies that mm. that that like it's yeah that that especially if it persists it's one thing if it's oh, ju- yeah. if it's just Veronica Mars then great it but, won't be though mark yeah, my words like, now that this has happened no fucking way that will not be the end of it they'll take they'll take whatever has a cult fan base and yep. and milk it yeah, um yeah. Sorry guys for being off mic. It's kind of my thing, um, but uh, video the video game industry has been doing this for about a year and a half now, um, trying to get games funded that wouldn't have otherwise gotten made. And it's a lot harder to get money to make a video game than it is to make a movie, believe it or not. Um, and that was a concern. Hold on, really? <laughs> she she pulls up the the mic the the this to the mic and just as you're talking, it's just. A, I was wrapped. I wasn't even paying attention to what I was doing. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I love what she's complaining I'm about. Sorry. You got you got to see the visual that 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 the thing she's complaining that like he took her slurpee cup that had maybe a tablespoon and a half left of slurpee. But I was going to eat that. <laughs> he's looking at it like, "No, not my slurpee cup for the tablespoon and a half of slurpee left." No. Shut it. Okay. Um, Go on. In any case, this was this this concern was brought up in the video game industry because games, notable games, and game designers that were well known were using Kickstarter and Indiegogo to fund their projects, and the little guys that were trying to use these crowdsourcing platforms, crowdfunding platforms that didn't have anything that, else, that didn't have any industry leverage, didn't have any into the industry, um, and they and they thought this is our this is our shot. Had the same concerns and what's happened over the past year and a half is it hasn't really made an impact on it hasn't had a negative impact on the little guys it's brought more attention to the crowdfunding platforms it's made more people aware that crowdfunding exists and it's exposed more projects to new people well that's my thought too is 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 my or my initial thought my initial thought really was that uh my initial thought really was that um I, the drama that's going on in this room is amazing um I, I this is not a visual podcast. They can't see what you're doing. Just not in the mic. <laughs> um you were talking. So the, the 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 what Paul had brought up is that is that it was it could take away from from the indie especially like if there's a, if there's someone out there with 50 bucks to spend, right? And they're searching around and there are like 20 projects on 20 projects on there. And they're like, I'll look for this. And they run into something they've already been a fan of. It might make them 
less likely to crowd some. Okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Somebody has uh, $50 to spend on uh, on a Star Trek project. And they see us. And let's say DS9 says they want to make a new episode. Who they are they going to give their money to? Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll give it to DS9. Which I would expect. Yeah. I, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> if and, it was me, I would too. I get it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, but uh, but on the other hand, I feel like it's, it's there's a whole. I feel like Indie Indiegogo and Kickstarter something's really known in our world in the entertainment world. We all hear about. it. I think regular people, they they still not quite sure how this works. Yeah, I mean, I I talk to people every day. You know, I, I at work. Um, you know, when when I'm out, I talk about the. You know, I strike up conversations, and people are like, Kickstarter, what's that? Is that that new Mountain Dew energy drink? What are you talking about? <laughs> nice and. I mean, I, it, honest to God, people don't know about it, and it's you know to me because I've known about it for years now, and I've I've used it myself to, to successfully fund projects. It's it it feels like it's almost like of course you've heard of it. It's like Amazon. It's like Google. You think that it's ubiquitous, ubiquitous, but it's not. Good word. Yeah, and and projects like this, Veronica Mars, and like um, you know some of the more notable uh, you know campaigns. So are you saying that it's harder or easier for an indie guy to get his video game made now? Um, than it used to it be. It is no harder or easier. It hasn't impacted it has, them at all. It has not impacted the little guys. Um, I, I believe in. I believe it's a net gain. My my position is that it's a net gain. When when a large when a big studio or a big project, a well known project, you know, gains notoriety on a crowdfunding platform, I think it's only good for the you know. It, I, I believe in the long term it's a net gain. Well, I think it's worth noting that. Um, you know, Veronica Mars fan. So, in order to to donate, you need to um, join Kickstarter or Indiegogo. You have to be like you have. There's a sign up process yeah. to do it. There's thousands of more people now who have now signed up for it. Yeah, but are those people going to look at anything else on the site, or are they just there for Veronica Mars? You know, I, I would mean? say that I some number of them will. There, there have been things that that. So, um, our friends Jay and Devin um, want to go to Jamaica. And they made this video where they're like, we want to go to Jamaica. I watched the video. I went to vote for them, but I had to sign up and I didn't vote for a couple of days. Yeah. Eventually I was like, oh, they're my friends. I got to do this. So I did sign up. Yeah. And so I did sign up. And, and once I had voted for them, once I had signed up, I voted for them all, like because you can vote every day. And I voted for them every day after that. Sure. But that sign up process was a stumbling block for yeah, me. It's a barrier of entry. Mm, okay. So if thousands of people are getting in, you know, and if they've got, you know, if they spent a hundred bucks on one thing there. I heard somebody call, um, I think, uh, our friend Gavin called, uh, talked about, or someone said something about a serial, maybe it was Allie talked about a serial investor. The idea of someone who, what they do is they go on and one, one of their hobbies is invest, you know, throwing 10 bucks to this project, 10 bucks to that project so that their names are, you know, yeah. are out so there. One of the guys on the, on the truck off team is that way. He'll, he'll yeah. find projects, um, to contribute to. I mean, yeah. He, he helped to fund the quantum suicide of Sophie Miller because he heard about it while we were working on Ninjas versus Monsters. Yeah. Um, and and there's, uh, we had people contribute from different countries that had never heard of anyone on our team. They came across our project on Indiegogo and liked what they saw and put money in the pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so I, I, so yeah, you get that kind of traffic. If one in 10... You got to get... Come sorry, a little closer to the mic there. If, if, if one out of every 10 people that found Kickstarter, weren't aware of Kickstarter before, and became aware because of Veronica Mars. If even one out of every 10 
keep their Kickstarter account, read the emails, and funds another project. That's yeah. a net game. That's a net game. So I, I would hope so. I think that the problem will become if this becomes flooded. If if yep. if every if every series that had a cult following that then got canceled, if if next up is Quantum Leap, let's see if we can get a Quantum Leap movie. Oh my God, major. I just watched an episode of that the other day and I just thought, you know what would be great? I would totally watch Quantum Leap. Well, that's if they the did Quantum Leap right now with Scott Bakula and with, you know, um, yeah. and with Dean Stockwell. They both yeah. look pretty good. Yeah, I would fucking watch that shit. Well, and and that's the thing is 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 when it's our project, we we want that, right? When if they said another DS Nine or another, you know, another Quantum Leap or another, you know, episode of Buffy or a, you know, anything. When it's our projects, we're like, yeah, totally, let's do it. You know, and if somebody goes, let's bring back the XFL. You know, that's, uh, yeah. What is that? That's the the, the it was Bon Jovi's football league. Um, the, are w, you serious? The, the WWE, I think. What's that? Yeah. Vince McMahon or something, yeah. and Bon Jovi teamed up to make a football league. Are you being re- like? Are you being yeah, serious right now? You're not like this. joking yeah. with me. No. But they're but they have fans, you know, and 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 so the idea. Yeah, there's a set of people out. There. And I will be, and and I'd be like, oh, who wants to see that? Why are they bothering that? Because it's not my thing. But if all, all of a sudden it's flooded. <laughs> And, or, or let's say recording artists. Let's say let's say recording artists get in there and they're like the real ones. Like let's say let's say Ben Folds gone goes on there goes I need to make a new album and I want to keep all the profits because I don't want a studio. So I have a bunch of fans. Why don't you guys fund it? But, if but, it, but, but, but let's take a look at that, right? If it became everyone though, it could be it suddenly just becomes another marketplace that becomes impossible to penetrate. Yeah. I don't know about that. Honestly, I don't know about that. I think it, it you know, even if, if Ben Folds, for example, I don't know how many copies of his his last album he sold but people are paying retail for it they're paying 10 bucks on itunes or 15 bucks for a compact disc if anybody knows what that is these <laughs> days if instead of going to itunes and paying 10 bucks to download the album through itunes or going to a retail store and paying 15 dollars to buy the album they're not going to spend the, that money in those locations i apple's worried about this best buy is worried about this I'm not worried about it because that's money they weren't going to spend on my project anyway. They were going to buy Ben Fold's next album no matter where he puts it out. That's true. That's true. Right? That's yeah. not taking money away from my project. I guess fact, that's true. That's so maybe maybe it's leveling the, to see my So it's so so maybe it's it's like it's like getting your store into Best Buy because the new marketplace is Yeah, and 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 Which you can do on Amazon. I mean, you can go on Amazon Marketplace and put yourself anything on there and you can be selling on Amazon like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, really yeah. easy to do. And and you know the to watch here is how Indiegogo and Kickstarter choose to promote projects that aren't from the big guys. If, if the guys at Kickstarter and the guys at Indiegogo start seeing the dollar signs and the, the studios will pay them big money to promote just their projects, the guys that already have the money will incentivize them putting their projects ahead of the little guys. That's where we're going to see a problem. And I know that both of these companies were very small startups. They built their, their, their systems from the ground up. These are guys that get what it means to build a project from the ground up and to pour your blood, sweat, and tears into it. So I really don't see them do... I mean, I've interacted with the guys from Indiegogo on their blog and, and, and yeah, but email. we know how money corrupts. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, that's okay. the thing. It'd be that's, hard to... That's a good point. It really does. I mean, they, made, they, they, they created a business and the, the goal of any business is to make it's money. to make so. money. Sure. And they're making money by supporting the independent projects, by supporting the little guys, by making a, a platform so little guys can get their stuff made. And I think that you know, that's the heart and soul of what Indiegogo and Kickstarter was all about. And and I don't see them turning away. And, and dis- I see them using the fact that big studios are, are discovering this as a, as a legitimate funding source and using that notoriety 
to even to help the little guys even more. Well, how about this? Uh, Mr. A, as we speak, is going to be going on Facebook and asking you, uh, do you think that Veronica Mars is good or bad for the crowdfunding uh, community? And uh, you can let us know your answers. Um, uh, but speaking of the Facebook page. Yes. Um, I, uh, as we all know, I'm not as uh, Facebooky as you. Um, <laughs> but I did happen to um, see a little something um, on the Trekoff page talking about... Oh, really? Voyager. I believe it was, it was Mr. Matt Hansen. Was that his name? Is this correct? Am I saying it right? Uh, let me double check. We're going to look it up. Uh, it is the Delta Quadrants, Henson, uh, uh, Matt Henson. Matt Henson um, was saying that the um, that all the pregnancies or whatever on Voyager, like that that makes sense because they're a generational ship. Now, I don't disagree with that. And if that is how they had actually pursued it on the show, I would have been like, okay, groovy. I totally get it. But like, that's not what they did. Like, they turned it into something else. Like, it was a really good example. I was just thinking about this, actually. Okay. Is the, the episode with Kess that at the time... And this obviously doesn't have anything to do with the actual episode, but it did upset me that at the time, the way they build the episode was whose baby is it? All right, keep I in remember this the, clearly. That the producers of okay. Voyager and the writers of Voyager have nothing to do with the teasers that come on. Okay, that be that as it may, even when you get into the actual episode. So the episode isn't actually about whose baby is it, right? The actual episode is about her... The elogium. It's a basic. It's it's kind of like if you want to think about it as a, it's a proxy for teenage pregnancy essentially. Really, I thought it was kind of like the story of her first period. I felt like it was a. I felt like it was more of a teenage pregnancy situation. Like this is the time you can have a baby, and if you don't want to do it now, if it's too soon, like you're not going to get another chance. Like it was. It's like a twist. How on is the that a proxy? That that's it's the like opposite a twist of the on message. the teenage pregnancy. It's the I'm opposite of the message that most it shows are. It is not on. the opposite of the message. It's it's still addressing how old do you think you need to be to have a baby? Like, when's a good time? And she's essentially, by her standards, a child still. Yeah. So, like, ultimately, she decides it's not, it's too soon, right? She decides that I'm not old enough to have a baby. I, or I'm that she saying. wants to do other things. I, it's that she doesn't. She feels like she is more. I mean, if anything, I think that would be an episode that you would you would cheer. And here's the thing: as an episode on, like, say, I don't know, Family Ties. I loved it on Family Ties, but I don't want to see that. I don't want to see after school special stuff on Star Trek. That's not where I want. Like, that's not what I went to Star Trek for. Like, that's but my there's issue. plenty of after school special stuff on Star Trek. There is not. Really? They had they had the anti-drug episode where Wesley actually says, I don't know why anybody would choose to use drugs. And, and someone else says to him, I don't either or something to that effect. It was uh, it was um, the the naked now is the episode where everybody gets drunk and, and they talk about why. people. No, no. Or, or maybe it's the one where the two guys are addicted to the, the people are keeping them down by keeping them addicted to a drug that they're calling medicine. Um, trying to recall the episode that this is. That one, all right. The the naked now is the one where everybody gets. But drunk. that's not this one. And the other one is um, 
its claim to fame is that it's got the guy it, it's got the guy who played uh, Kirk's son in a role and they can like electrocute each other and there are these like the aristocrats of are like giving them medicine these two warring races and they're giving them medicine to oh oh, yeah. oh like i think terrible. i remember what you're talking about but in what they're in, addicted to this yeah. drug in, in one of those two episodes that wesley has the conversation which is really clearly i don't know why anybody would ever <laughs> choose you know i mean there's a lot of next gen that's 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 i don't know about special. a lot i'm just saying like the reason i went to star trek and as we've already noted i i tend to prefer the original series that's my favorite sure um but that even had oh come on come on the the racism is bad episode it's, but that's but that's not an after school special that isn't just for children that's societal that's adult content as far as i'm but, concerned right, and that's what i liked about it right i that's why i went to star trek right for me it was it was it was something that i could go to that that was dealing with bigger issues than i normally had to deal with bigger societal political worldview type stuff that i thought was important and so i got to feel a little bit superior right because i knew that shit yeah but this episode it, it, i mean if you say that it's not about teen pregnancy which i didn't ever feel i've watched that episode like 10 times i've never felt like it was about teen pregnancy i always felt like it was about the choice to like do you have do you settle down and have ki kids like in your 20s or do you wait until you're in your 30s because you want to sort of make a professional life first? It's it's the it's the question that, that a lot of not teenage girls, but like, let's say, 22 year old girls uh, face and faced, especially back then. I think there's it, there's still a little bit of the what is the woman's role going to be at the age of 22? And then at one of the colleges I went to, they said, oh, she's just getting an MRS degree, meaning she's going to look for a husband. That's why she's at college is to meet someone. And she's doing something like political science or or, you know, some 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 degree that she doesn't intend to pursue mm -hmm. um, in order to to become well read and meet someone and go have kids. And and at the time, again, that epi the episode we're talking about is probably season two, season three that, that she's going through that. And and so what are we talking? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Like at that time, you know, it still was. A little bit. I don't. I. I, I don't want to say it's weird. I see now it's the norm. Now you're finding that most women are going out having professional careers and then waiting until their 30s to have kids. At the time, there was still like this split, and that decision seems very topical for the time. Of of what do we like? Like what is the choice that she should make? What choice would she want to make? You know, how's Neelix involved in that choice? You never thought they were going to split split up in that it might be it might be her only chance to do it do you do you become a professional childless woman or do you become a, a mom and i think that that the, those two divergent paths i feel like that's what's discussed i don't feel like it's the the you're only 15 how are you going to take care of the baby i never got that sense which is the i see but they had arguments about that like you're so young and i'm so young i don't know what i would do like i really i really got that feeling See, like, and it's I got interesting the feeling that, that we both got very different, you know, uh, message out of that, if you will. Um, See, well, and <clears throat> and I felt like it was it was I'm so young as and I'm in like clearly they had the means to take care of a kid. Yeah. But when they talked about it, like she by like by the standards of her people, like yeah. they make a point of talking about it by the standards of her people. It's not supposed she's to like, happen yet. She, But not 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 even just it's not supposed to happen yet. She's like way young. Like she's still a child. Like she's still got a lot of living to do. 
Well, and that's the and, and I. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I it's it, at that point when you're stressing that she's that she's so young, not that she's yeah, too young I, or a little too young or is now the right time. Whereas if it had just been happening in her normal cycle, then I think that would have been the right question. Like, is now the time? Well, if if it's forced on you, what do you do? I mean, it, I I feel like it's it's more of an allegory for the abortion debate. Be that as it may, I feel like it's a, it's an allegory for a specific like women's issue, right? Sure. Which is why I that that upsets me that it's this. Let's make this because this we have a female captain. This is the women's issues Star Trek, right? That's that's what but that's, I find again, frustrating about it. Again, and like I the other say, instances say, of pregnancy were were also not like I, like I'm saying like if like when he brought up the point about it being a generational ship and it would it should make sense that pregnancy and the and the discussion of pregnancy should come up more often because of being so far away from home i would have absolutely embraced that because that's reality like that's the truth of the matter like well, as I a also, society uh, but I, like all of them were things like that or they were like well like, we got changed by aliens and we went and had weird alien babies together on this planet like it just felt like pregnancy for the sake of pregnancy which is not the right reason in my opinion i and again i think i think you're seeing it where it's not there i i'd say that you've got you know as as a facet of having uh more female main characters than you do on the other Star Treks. Um, and as a facet of having a female captain who is the lead, where so it's going to come up more often than it does. And the fact that when you interchange, like, like I feel like that it's just going to come up more because there are, there, there are statistically more women on the show, so there are going to be more women's issues on the show but than that, there but would otherwise be. But what upsets me about that is like, why is pregnancy just a women's issue? That's what I'm saying. Like, it takes two to tango. can't get pregnant. Like, they can't get pregnant, but a bitch ain't gonna get pregnant on her own. Well, on Star Trek, actually, all you have to do is go warp <laughs> 10. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Also in Star Trek, men get pregnant. And well, in Star Trek, men get pregnant. And let's be, and let's oh. be, and, and of all the thousands of pregnancies you feel like there are, and I think there are maybe four. I'm just, there's more than there are on the other show. That's per more, capita. Per, no, I wouldn't say per capita. No, 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 no. I would not say per capita, as a matter of fact. You know, they didn't. It feels like it. Especially on DS9. On DS9, Kira's pregnant with someone's baby. They talk all about babies on the final episode. Spoiler alert. Or I won't even spoil, but on on <laughs> on the last episode of, of season six, there's a lot of talk about it. Can Dax get pregnant with Worf's baby? Um, uh, there's. Uh, yeah. And that stuff didn't bother me, though, because it was in constant. It was in context of them living their lives. It wasn't about pregnancy okay it was the, about this is their relationship and this is something in their relationship really? at this time they kira like becoming do. pregnant with well no with, kira becoming pregnant was written on because she fucking got pregnant okay that's not the same all right which is the same reason why they wrote a pregnancy in for balana and i don't have a problem with balana's pregnancy so what other pregnancies are there you got the warp 10 one you've got the 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 kess's period uh, which is the name of the episode? I think that's really the problem. It's, 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 the, the name of the the name of the episode is Menses. It is Menses. <laughs> um, uh, you you've got the, you've got the warp ten one. You've got that one, and you've got the and you've said that we don't have to count anything involving uh involving Bolana and Tom. So outside of that, what other pregnancies do you have? There's the whole episode where what's her name goes and gets pregnant. Who's what's her name? I'm sorry, the captain, the captain and and Paris. That's the warp ten episode. Oh, that's the warp ten episode. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then there's um, Q. There's Q wanting to come and have a baby with Janeway. 
There right. are several episodes dedicated to that. There is a single episode. No, there is not a there single. There is a single episode. episode. The name of the episode that's dedicated to that is uh, the Q and the Gray. That's the name of the episode that's dedicated to that. The next time you see Q, the the boy is already a teenager, and she's Aunt Kathy. Okay. There's a single episode. But she's and still. It's still this family. She's unit, the god. This weird oh, twisted family. Oh, unit. Wait, hold on. But all right. So you're saying that them calling each other a family, which she does a lot. That is that it's a family unit where she's called aunt. So it's not there isn't a mother relationship there. She's aunt Kathy. But she, he's taking her him to her for a reason because she he was the one. And he even mentions this. He said, I told you you should have had it with me. Like the reason it was a problem is because he had it with the other Q lady or whatever. That's because she was played by Susie Plaxett, who's always a problem. Who's, she's amazing. But every character she plays is so cold and bitter. <laughs> she's Kalar. She, she does it quite well. She's Kalar and she's yeah. Dr. Solar. I'm just saying, like that—that's the aspect that I find upsetting. Not the idea that people have babies. Well, that's or the thing. I, pregnancy I, or discuss it. It's it's the and it, so it's how that many it felt because of the show having so many female. Do me characters. a favor. Can you can you message Matt Henson or whatever um, uh, <laughs> anyone from the Delta Quadrant podcast to let us know how many episodes in Voyager deal specifically with pregnancy. We're not going to answer on the air, but I'd like to. I'd like, like to revisit. Answer. Yeah, we'd like to revisit how many episodes because I think this is. We've talked about this before, and I want to. I want to lay the gauntlet down and go. We're I. Kind of the subject matter experts. Sure. Yeah. 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 Since yeah. They're, they're so. Very... So I mean, I because because I think that you're seeing a disproportionate. I think the fact that she says family. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Like that. Like like the fact that she tries to be the mother of the ship. Maybe. I got gotcha. you. She's also you know fucking crazy sometimes where she's just like. I'm going to crash the ship. You know, <laughs> the fact that she makes that noise before the ship hits. <laughs> I thought that was a weird acting choice, really. <laughs> Captain, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> you know, um, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like it recurs as often as you say it does. Um, I just, I feel like there's a, a sort of, emphasis on like sort of specifically women issues and women but more importantly women issues that I think are dealt with in on other in other mediums like um soap operas and um sitcoms and other other oh, shows I, will, I, will, I, will I don't want it on my Star Trek I'll right? be I will, I will be the first person to admit that the show has um has a definite uh, soap opera ish sitcom feel. And I'm willing to accept that criticism of the show that, 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 that is probably the, my biggest problem with the show. Is but that, that's what pisses me off. It's like, because we're going to have women, guess what it has to be. I don't like, think that I, makes me upset. Like that's how it felt over here because I've been waiting. I had been waiting for, because that? I'm a woman who this whole time has been watching Star Trek. And like for the first time, I was getting a series where the captain was a woman. So okay. this was huge for me. I think it's realistic that she gets lost in the first 30 oh, minutes. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I would like to submit suck my dick. <laughs> suck it long, suck it hard. Um, I mean, I, I, joking aside, I mean, I, I don't think it's a women's issue that, that it's sitcom-y. I think it's an issue of, of it's a shitty idea for a show. I'm saying it's an issue because I feel like it was mainly written by men and what they thought women would want to see. I that's what it I, felt like. I don't, I don't think know that's if that's true, true but that's what it felt like. I never got that sense. I never even got the sense that that I feel like they didn't know what to do with Janeway. I'll, I'll say that, that they tried to make her 
you know, is she, do you make her matronly? Do you make her older? Do you make her younger? Do you make her soft? Do you make her hard? Do you make her like, I, I felt they had a real problem going, how do you make her like, 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 can she be like Kirk? I think they had a real, like they even had to recast her, you know, like they, I think they had a real problem writing for her uh, because there was a lot of concern about what the men, how the men would judge her. I think more than the women. But that's the thing. That's what upsets me about it, right? Like, sure, there was some theoretically corporate- at this point in history, like we're beyond that shit. Like women are just called sir. We don't have sir or ma'am. We don't have, you know what I mean? Like yeah, but and- the fact is, is, you still have like the show. the The problem you have is 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 I, I don't think a, a gender issue as much as it is a the fact that that voyagers seem to be completely done by corporate groupthink, and and it's it's what happens when corporate groupthink happens to Star Trek. So. When the Rock was hot, the Rock is on. Uh, the Rock is on Voyager, and they had the Jurassic. The, like when Jurassic Park three was coming out, next episode, dinosaurs, and that's actually a pretty good episode. But I just feel like like the show one because they had run out of ideas, two because they had trapped themselves in a real shitty idea, three because they didn't have really good ideas on how to get their themselves out of the really shitty idea that they trapped themselves in, and four because the show was governed by UPN. It was the first Star Trek show to be on a network since the original. And so it was very much, how is our lead-in going to do this? How is this going to affect our lead-out, the show that comes after it? Like, I feel like there was a real... I feel like it was written by a corporation. And I feel like there there is legitimate criticism to that that some of that went away especially the last half of enterprise i would say the first half of enterprise is is the same thing i'd say it's the same the same lack of ideas and the same just just writing around in circles trying to rehash old plots blah 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 um but to me i like voyager better because it's 24th century like to me when i watch enterprise it doesn't even seem to have anything to do with the star trek that i like Oh well, I like the original series. So well, it's probably me, it's pro- that's probably why we diverge the way mm, we do. Yeah, it's not you know it's I I know that a lot of Voyager is crap. I don't think all of Voyager is crap, but I know that a I'm lot, not saying all of it's crap, but, but I, a lot of it. I is. know that a lot of it is, but it's it's comfortable crap for me. I just but it's because they're still wearing the Starfleet uniforms. No, the I ship know, looks but it's it's frustrating it's, for me because it it felt a lo- like it felt like obviously I have a more emotional investment in it than you did going in, right? Yeah, like it meant more to me before it even aired. So when it aired, like I needed it to be good. I needed them to treat these these strong you know, female lead type characters. And they with did it with seven. I think they did with they seven. did with seven, but that's the only one, and that wasn't until way later. You know, yeah, like in the sequence, like, and I love Seven of Nine. She's a great character. She's well written. She's well acted, and it's it's got layers. And that's what I wanted, though. Like up until now, I felt like they hadn't done like huge injustices to to female characters. They had them all across the spectrum. You know, you had people like, you know, Deanna's mom, who was just like kind of crazy and wild. But it like, oh, I think I can't, I can't, I, I like. I love the next generation. I can't understand how anybody who would remotely call themselves feminist could possibly watch next gen. It is, it is by far like the fact that you have two female characters. They're both in caregiver roles. They like, neither one knows how to fight. Uh, Troy gets raped, not once, but twice. If you count nemesis, uh, the other ones, the other ones, the other one's a mom. When they replace the mom with Dr. Pulaski, she's a shrew. It's just, there's and also a doctor you know it's that you couldn't have it be that you know 
that Dr. Crusher left and and Data becomes the doctor and someone else becomes like it's it's still the woman in the caregiver role. Um, yeah, but, but, but when this it time started she's the, now, she's the grandmother like like how you can even watch. You know, it's it's really funny that that they uh, and I've heard them interviewed about this, that on the Robin Hood episode. You know, and again, I guess this corporate group think was always going on because, of course, the Robin Hood episode happened the same time as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was about to come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, did it really? I didn't yeah, know it did. That. Yeah, it's totally just like here. Let's everyone loves Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> uh, but in that episode, the fact that all the women do is break pots on people's heads and kind of go ooh when they do when they when they break the pots <laughs> on people's heads, um, and all the men like fight, fight, fight. You know, the only two people who had classical fight choreography training. Yeah. We're Troy and Crusher. I bet. And yet they're the ones they have to break pots on people's heads. No one's going to believe them fighting. You know, I mean, it's it's. It was a different time. Like, but theoretically, we're supposed to be progressing with each one. And there were other characters, other female characters that weren't necessarily on the ship that were strong and interesting and not necessarily, you know what I mean? Not necessarily these caregiver roles, not necessarily that. And you had. um, uh Damn it. Yeah. You know who? Who? Sexy short hair died in the first season. <clears throat> oh, Yar. Yes, I'm brain farting. Yeah. <laughs> Tasha Yar. Lieutenant Tasha Brainfart. <laughs> <laughs> like she was great. You know what I mean? Like she was She, she was, was great tough. in that episode of the Red Shoe Diaries. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm sure Sorry. she was hot. She was. I believe it. She's a hot lady. She was. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I, I feel and like nice, nice lady. Julia. I'm sure that there were there were other there were other ways in which women weren't marginalized is all I'm saying. And by the time we get to, you know, a series where everything's going well, we're you know, we're at the end of the 90s, the, the turn of the century, like shit should be different. Like and, and, it, and it felt like it we're, was. Hold, let's be clear. We're in the we're in the beginning slash middle of the 90s. Ninety four. Now we're in '94, and by the time we're to the end of the '90s, you've got seven. You've got, get seven of you've got the Borg Queen. You've got like I'm just saying, like I just I felt they, and like they completely by revamped the time, Janeway. By the way, they revamp her. No, I know, time, but but she, but they had gotten like by the time we've got the a series where they're going to have a female captain. I guess what I expected was was that all the female characters would be awesome. That this that this captain would be this awesome captain and she was a woman and, it, and they were gonna you know, you know just like, do is, it right and you know, your didn't. problem is is that that you're just tuned into the women all of the characters were kind of shitty well that's true <laughs> I mean, that's 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 uh, with the exception in fairness with the exception of tuvok and, and the doctor and the doctor. the doctor was awesome um but that's the thing i just needed one i just needed one to be awesome like that you got her you got but her. i didn't get her till the end so it kind of doesn't count you got her season four you got her for four seasons you got her four five six seven you got her for more than half the show no it was not more than half the show it's was more it really than, yeah, more than half yes the show? seasons four five six and seven i'll tell you something else you got the most famous woman in the history of star trek more than uhura I think when you go, like, I think more people would know, would 709, know who 709 is than her, even people who didn't watch the show. Her her fame transcended the show. Everyone who knew who 709 was. Yeah, that's probably true. And and she was everything she was supposed to be. She was super hot. She was all at once a sex symbol and smart and powerful and defiant and yep. rude 
and sweet sometimes and soft and sometimes. vulnerable like, yeah, she i love she, she yeah. was everything i was like she that's wa- what i want to see you know and then they tried to duplicate her to paul was supposed to be the oh next my god they failed her. so horribly at it though yeah so horribly like they so oversexed her like that was what i liked about like they, well they oversexed and undersexed her they made they made her super super sexy with zero sex drive so it's like it's like it's like yeah we can rub oil on each other because i have no attraction to anything but like, but by doing that, like, I just, I feel like by it's doing such... that, they made Hoshi the most interesting woman on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. Um, listen, we've gone long. Um, uh, uh, we have more. This episodes always happens when I get all righteous. Uh, no, I think this is a good one, man. <laughs> Two in a row where we actually start like talking. We're about talking Star- about a lot of Star Trek. All right. So do you? Qu- all right. So my goal at the beginning of next episode, and we'll be able to flip through the book a little faster than we did this time. I'm doing the best I can over <clears> more here. than seven next time. Let's see what we can do. But for now, my name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks Radio radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment